0: OpenAI has just introduced something new, which is ChatGPT plugins. So today on the podcast, we're going to dive into what exactly ChatGPT plugins are, how they work, and why they are completely going to change everything. So first off, essentially what it is, is it's the ability for um, people to use third-party services on ChatGPT. So uh, one example of this would be you know, if someone wanted to book a flight using ChatGPT, obviously right now you can't book a flight. You could, you know, you um, there's a lot of ways you can imagine why uh, ChatGPT could be powerful. And so now people are starting to integrate other software, in the example of flights, you know, Expedia or Kayak, that are flight booking engines. And they're integrating those directly into ChatGPT. So how this works is when you go onto ChatGPT, you're gonna be able to select multiple plugins or just one plugin. Uh, that you would like to use in addition to ChatGPT. So let's say you want to go book a flight and you turn on the Expedia plugin. Um, Imagine how powerful this is going to be when all of a sudden, instead of, um, you know, just being able to go to the Expedia website and type in the dates you want to travel with and the the amount of people you're, you know, taking, and it essentially gives you kind of like a static list. Imagine how powerful it would be if you could go to ChatGPT and say, hey, I have six people I'm traveling with between, you know, these are all their ages, We'd like to go to, you know, maybe one of these five countries or cities in um, France or Italy. um, And we're open to travel anytime between this month and this month for this period of time. You know, we prefer it in the summer when it's warm, but we wouldn't mind it in the spring around this time. Like, so all of a sudden you're able to use really natural words um, and you're able to get really powerful results. And then it will be able to come back with some results and say, hey, based off of everything you're you know, looking at here's like three dates that have the cheapest flights and the best rates and the hotel or area you want to stay in are available. Um, and it'll be able to return you that. And then you can click and boom, go over to Expedia and book the flight instantly. So really, really powerful, obviously, once you start integrating this. Um, and it's kind of interesting because the response to this A has been, wow, this is really powerful from a lot of people. But B, the people I've been hearing complain a lot about this is actually software um, founders and developers because they're like, you know, uh, well, there's just a lot of people, you know, Expedia is one example, but there's a whole bunch of them. And they've actually specifically also introduced a, um, a like a search engine that can search the internet now as well. So, you now you can get up-to-date information. Um, and so this is really interesting. I've heard a lot of software developers complain about it because they're like, you know, what is there left to develop if people can just go on ChatGPT GPT and get like integrations to literally everything. Um, yeah, and in my opinion, that one I would say is a little bit misguided or I don't think it's, you know, as, as much of a worry as people would think. And also, just so you know, this is coming from someone that is working very closely on very similar technology in AI and integrations within it. So I understand the sentiment. But I think this is a really incredible way to uh, integrate some really cool use cases into ChatGPT. And at the end of the day, if you think about it, this isn't like ChatGPT is taking over travel. Anyone is gonna eventually be able to make these plugins. So any company or business is going to be, if you have like a a product or a thing that that your company does, you'll be able to integrate that as a plugin, essentially kind of like an app store, right? Like ChatGPT is now essentially creating an app store for apps built on top of ChatGPT. Um, and you'll be able to make your own plugins or apps that uh, run on top. And, you know, maybe if yours is a food delivery service, people will be able to um, search for the food they want integrated with your plugin and be able to, you know, buy it. And, you know, the thing is, it's not like ChatGPT or OpenAI are taking any money away from these companies, right? If you're building the Expedia app, it's just like, um, it's honestly, all it is really doing is allowing Expedia to have a more powerful interface for searching. Um, For the content on their own website, then they're able to offer and it's kind of interesting because it, like on the one hand y- You can see like how these plugins are being built on top of chat GPT um, But on the other hand, it would be very simple for people to Like example for Expedia to just be able to use a chat GPT API and build a feature Right on their platform that does the exact same thing and actually it really wouldn't surprise me if they did I would, I don't see why you wouldn't have you know, ChatGPT built into your own website or apps and also have a plugin on top of ChatGPT. It just gets you more exposure and more eyeballs. Um, And so, yeah, I think this is going to be a really powerful tool for a lot of people. Some people will prefer to just search from ChatGPT and a lot of people are still going to want to go to the website and use the actual company's URL. Um, They won't know that a lot of these features or plugins are available on ChatGPT and perhaps uh, they just won't always be there. So it's going to be really interesting um it is interesting though because this isn't like this isn't like a feature that's exclusive to chat gpt like i was saying um you know you're looking at things like instacart has a plugin now so you can search for like food it would give you like a list of meals or whatever and then you click checkout and it sends you it adds all those items to your instacart to go check out on their app and so it's kind of interesting because you know on the one hand and people are like oh you know they're i don't know they're just like worried about the integration but on the other hand it's just like it's just like another way another means of distribution it's kind of like google chrome plugins you could have a google chrome plugin that does something very similar to what your actual website does but you stick it as a google chrome plugin because you get more distribution there so it's just like another app store another means for people to get distribution but it does make gpt incredibly powerful and one of the big areas that um i have seen is actually zapier so zapier is if you haven't used it before it's just like a it's a website that integrates with over 5,000 different apps like Google Sheets, Trello, Gmail, HubSpot, Salesforce, and a lot of other ones. And so Zapier, um, integrates directly with them and they kind of let you set up automations and workflows, uh, with all of those different apps. And so now that they're built into ChatGPT, people are going to be able to build a lot of different apps and integrate a lot of different things, uh, into there. So they, all, with all of this technology and all this cool stuff awesome but some of the things that uh, are are important to talk about are some of the safety implications and if you've listened to my podcast for a while you know my opinion on this is generally speaking i say you know let the ai say what it thinks i'm not a big fan of the trust and safety layers that get added on top of different ais because um inevitably i think we can i don't know we, we do some harm if i feel like we insert our own biases whatever they be into an ai model that being said um, I do think there are some very important trust and safety things you're going to have to start implementing if we're integrating with plugins and other companies' APIs. And the reason for that is you could very easily see um you know, someone creating like like third parties creating plugins that are that are essentially because with ChatGPT, you can stack multiple plugins together, right? So you can stack like a Gmail plugin with a Zapier plugin with like the internet searching plugin. And you can see people perhaps creating plugins that say they do one thing, but in reality, they're doing prompt injection and, you know, just actually accessing your Gmail and, you know, auto sending like a hundred spam emails to all your contacts. Right? So there's a lot of uh, things that open AI is going to have to look out for and be worried about. and, And I guess focusing on with these apps, um, to make sure that they're all legitimate. Um, and that's nothing different than what Google and Apple are currently doing on their own app stores, you know, making sure that no, fraud or um you know or hacking is going on with the the current apps that they have so it's gonna be pretty interesting OpenAI said that they're they're pretty focused on that they have uh, a bunch of researchers that have been testing a whole bunch of different uh you know scenarios hackers essentially that are trying to do all this kind of prompt injecting see what they can do and so they built in a bunch of safety features based off of that Um, and then here's something else that is very interesting. If you, if, uh, you go and read OpenAI's blog, that kind of talks about this new plugin, um, they specifically said plugins will likely have wide ranging societal implications. For example, we recently released a working paper, which found that language models with access to tools will likely have much greater economic impact than those without. So obviously, right, this tool, now that you're starting to integrate it um, with actual software right like you search for something and then you go buy the t- the flight or you search for something and you go buy the food um, or you search for something and then you go to the actual location right like this is gonna be a lot more powerful essentially is what they're saying but this is what I thought was uh, more interesting than that they said and more generally um, in line with other researchers findings we expect the current wave of AI technologies to have a big effect on the pace of job transformation displacement and creation so I think those three things are really all the controversy about AI, job transformation, displacement, and creation. And really what they're saying is these tools are incredibly powerful. For example, the Expedia or Kayak uh, integrations, travel integrations, those really displace and replace travel agents. You do not need a travel agent because essentially, I mean, travel agents have been a kind of a dying breed. I would know my my father is a travel agent. It has a travel company. He's been running for 20 years but really um he himself it's not really a mass market thing anymore it's kind of pivoted to more of uh more i don't know wealthier clients or people that have really complex itineraries but honestly that is going to be completely gone in a sense that in the past the only use for travel agents was the fact that you're like hey i have this complicated itinerary i got all these different things i have all these you know i'm open to a whole bunch of different options and they would go and sort through and find it for you but now AI literally does that. Like it, it removes the need of a person to ever do that. Even if there was a travel agent, I guarantee travel agents today, if someone gives them a complex itinerary, we'll just start plugging it into a tool like this and spitting it out. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I think that job transformation, definitely. That's a, I guess that's a positive spin on job displacement because really some jobs may not go away. They're just going to transform, right? Like travel agents might start using these tools instead of, um, instead of being completely replaced and maybe people still want to interact with a person who vets all of the results they get. Um, but then of course there is displacement. There's going to be a lot of displacement with these tools. There's just super powerful and innovation always brings, um, you know, it, some jobs are eliminated. And the last point they said, which is job creation, there's going to be a lot of jobs created from this. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, with plugins um, and open AI, obviously incredibly powerful software. And there's going to be some uh, massive implications. The last thing I would say is they also released uh, website browsing. So essentially the problem with ChatGPT is that it had a cutoff at, you know, 2021 and anything after that, they didn't have data on. So now they actually have access to web browsing, which is no surprise because Microsoft Bing is doing exactly that um and they're literally just integrated into Microsoft Bing. So they I think they just kind of let Microsoft Bing run with it first because they wanted them to have some sort of benefit, but essentially now they've displaced Microsoft Bing. You don't even need Microsoft Bing anymore because it's all just on ChatGPT plus all the plugin integrations. Uh, they they pretty much let Microsoft have a little bit of a benefit and now they are more powerful than even Microsoft Bing. I wouldn't be surprised if people just stop using Bing altogether when you have something like this. So um, the thing that's important to bring up with all of this is that, uh, they did this in a very smart way. Essentially, if you ask them a question that they don't have the answer to about a current event, they will search for it and they'll tell you that they're searching for it. They'll tell you the keyword they're searching for it. They'll tell you the links to the websites they go to. They'll give you the response to your question with citing and they'll have the sources cited right there in ChatGPT. You you can click to them and it goes to the webpage where they got that information. You can verify the facts. And then if you ask them another question, that is something that they already know it will instantly just pull up from the database and write it down so i think this is a really powerful tool and this is really underestimated not enough people are talking about the fact that if you ask for something they don't know they search for it and find it if you ask for something they do know it automatically just writes from the database no need to search the internet for it so i think that's a really powerful capability and the way and the ability for them to actually differentiate between the two um it's a really powerful that they're able to search the internet cite their sources for everything they say and this is honestly something that's completely gonna kill Google, in my opinion, who is playing mad catch up uh with the Google Bard right now. Uh Google Bard seems kind of like a dumbed down version of their old Chat GPT and now they're already integrating the internet and um public searches. A lot of people are kind of scared about the fact that ChatGPT or this AI is now having the ability to search us a- search the entire internet. They have a couple things they put in place that they're trying to, uh, I guess, safeguard against the AI taking over the world by being able to access the internet. And the first one is they have um, request only. So essentially the chat can only do searches and retrieve information. It can't write any information on the internet, meaning you couldn't tell it like, hey, go search for X, Y, and Z website, fill out a form and do this thing. Like it can't put any information out onto the internet as is. All it can do is retrieve information. Um, and I think that's at the moment kind of their big safeguard that they're hoping and that you know they, There's still a lot of different things you can do to manipulate it It's gonna be interesting to see what, people, what uh, happens, you know, when Chad GPT rolled out There was a lot of different people that were trying to jailbreak it in different ways It's gonna be interesting to see uh, how that happens with this and I'll keep you updated on that <laughs>